welcome back to Showing Up, where your host is Babs. And I'm Eve. And welcome to episode four. So today is a particularly special recording because it was Barbara's 27th birthday yesterday. Yay! Happy birthday! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what I thought was we've kind of covered some like fairly hefty topics the last couple of weeks and... uh, thought we could just be a bit more light-hearted this week just like check in with each other how we're doing what you did for your birthday obviously we'll talk about the challenge as well we can get through that bit to begin with because can't say I'm enjoying it as much <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> it's probably a not going to repeat again challenge <laughs> yes but <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see but yeah obviously we'll talk about what we've been watching and reading and if we've been listening to anything um but yeah it's gonna be a bit more, bit more informal Yes, just to to cut away from the mammoth episode that was the last one. We just talked so much. Yeah, two hours of listening to ourselves, like, God. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be a bit easier on everybody. Yeah, ourselves and and those listening. (laughs) We'll start with the challenge, shall we? Just to get it out of the way. I'd say let's play the voice notes but I I didn't record any um did, neither did, did you I oh, so good. maybe we should retire the voice notes <laughs> yeah. maybe let's leave that segment <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, how how have you found it this last week I have found it way easier to do when you actually have something to do mm-hmm. in that hour because before I was doing nothing, just meditating. And now, like, it actually motivates me to wake up knowing that I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say that I did it every single day because it was my B-Day weekend. Uh, so, but yeah, I have done that today. Therefore, woke up at 6 a.m. Woo! Yeah! Oh, wow. Well done! Yeah! Did it. <laughs> finally (laughs) so yeah I think doing something in that power hour is great it just uh makes you want to get up have the motivation to get up you know coffee food was not motivating me enough to get my bed off (laughs) get my bed off my butt butt. (laughs) (laughs) let's get our beds off (laughs) (laughs) what that even mean (laughs) I don't know but yes uh yeah, so it's going well. I, I like this power hour with doing something. Like, I I would continue doing it if I have something to do. Like, if I have a day that I have nothing to do, then I won't do it, I think. Yeah. Because there's no point in doing it if you're going to spend the whole day doing nothing anyway. So mm-hmm. just wake up an hour earlier to do nothing. Yeah, just be more tired. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. Why, did I do, why did I do that to myself? <laughs> you had to so, do it, though. I think you had to do it. I had to try yeah and you're getting up early it was all in the intention you just needed to fine-tune it yeah fine-tune it and do something yeah Yeah. what about you Eve how are you finding it (sighs) oh you're not finding it has it slipped away well it's gone (laughs) (laughs) it it died um it's it's interesting and I do I think I've managed to find a like learning point in this week that's been awful I I'd say I've made I've it's been in the back of my mind to make sure I'm doing it every day it's just been a very stressful week and I've just needed the rest like I've just needed to just sleep Mm -hmm. and I've thought well like I just completely wasn't productive last week at all 
just just like just generally in, in life I was just like a little slug um just, you had a rough week yeah yeah just yeah. slug slugging around um which was fine and I just thought I may as well go with that rather than like fill myself with the guilt of like waking up at 6am and, and and being like hmm, what can I do in this hour other than think <laughs> um so just like I was doing before <laughs> yeah exactly babs do? <laughs> nothing <laughs> yeah. um but it's weird actually like I'm definitely going to really push to implement it this week because I just felt so lost without it I just it is dramatic but I just really think it's part it became part of my routine to do it and I really needed to do it so not having done it I'm like I don't know where I'm supposed to be I don't know what I'm doing every day I'm just you know like oh just completely without my I think that's just what you have after a stressful week I don't think that's just because I didn't wake up an hour early every day um like I was still getting up and exercising so I still like had a bit of a routine but I just think next week I'll make sure that I'm like really getting up and doing those early. things I've, I've missed it I can see now having not done it for a week the benefits of even just doing it a couple of days a week because obviously you can't do it every day like if, if there's no point you doing it every day like you said there's no point doing it um yeah it's meant to be productive yeah Yeah. it's it it defeats the object there's no point sitting there thinking like I should be doing something and just feeling stressed for no reason um yeah so I can't say it's been a powerful week um (laughs) but but next week it definitely will be I've got to crack on with with what I gotta do at uni now I I'm, I'm all by myself so I've got to give myself that dissertation time isn't it dissertation time yeah due in in September but we've got to start it now um yeah I I definitely see the benefits I feel like we're at the stage now where it's like it's working for us yeah and I I, as much as I as we said like oh I wouldn't do this again I think it's definitely something that I'm going to have in my routine on those days that I know that I really need to be on it and like switched on I think it's good to get up that extra hour early and, and feel like you've you're present in the day um yeah for sure yeah so I think that's that's where I'm yeah, at that's a good place to be yeah at, yeah I'm, uh, I've rested yeah now you can wake up early I'm actually enjoying waking up early even though <laughs> throughout the, the last three episodes I've just been like oh I hate waking up early yeah why would I do that <laughs> <laughs> and then today I woke up super early and I was I was sitting in the kitchen at like 7 a.m. I was like, God, why is my grandma still in bed? <laughs> Come on, grandma, get up. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, I'm such a hypocrite. Yeah. She's <laughs> in like... bed till like 11 a.m. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, my grandma needs to wake up a bit earlier. Like, yeah, like she's chill out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love catching those like hypocrisies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. funny. And then being able to be like, I was wrong. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, awesome. So there's just one week left for us mm-hmm. to finish this challenge. And by the end of next week, we're going to be giving our rating on the challenge and say if we do it again or not, and if we recommend to people or not. So yeah, tune in next week for that and hopefully you'll feel inspired or not, depending on our rating, <laughs> to do it yeah. as well. Yeah, maybe you'll learn something from our experience. I can't believe it'll be 30 days. That's I know, like, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. 
Did I miss something? No, it must have just been 30 days. <laughs> but anyway, shall we have a chat now about what we've been consuming this week? Ooh, Sen- besides Sensory cake? consumption. Uh, yeah, besides <laughs> cake. We'll talk about cake in a bit. <laughs> Very jealous. Sounds yummy. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk us through what you've been watching? Sure thing. So I've been watching Snowpiercer, and that is Snowpiercer, the TV show on Netflix, and not the film with Chris Evans. I need to watch the film with Chris Evans because he's a hottie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Bed off with that. <laughs> That's a new thing. Anyway. So I've been watching Snowpiercer and like let me say like I don't particularly think this is a, an amazing show and I wouldn't go recommending it to like peeps really but it's just such a lovely show to watch when you've got nothing else to do just mm. like you want to you want to like procrastinate your mind or you know just just not think and then you put that on and you're just like you're just taking on a journey without having to do the thinking because it's Everything's so obviously laid out, so <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's just switch off, really. <laughs> yeah, just switch off. So basically, the world started freezing. Oh. I don't know. It was like a, a mini st- ice age started happening. And then seven years after the world became a frozen wasteland, the last human... What am I saying? The last humans... <laughs> are inhabiting a perpetually moving train that circles around the world so it just continues on and on and on so because if they stop they freeze and then apparently there was this Mr. Wilford that engineered the train and the train is <laughs> what is Sorry, it just made me, it made me laugh how you're like so apparently there was this Mr. Wilford, Mr. Wilford. <laughs> <laughs> if that's really his name <laughs> Well, this is the thing. This is also part of the plot, is it, oh. Mr. Wilford? Mm. Oh. See? I see. So, Mr. Wilford <laughs> apparently <laughs> engineered a train a thousand and one cars long to be in constant motion around the globe, as I said. And essentially, like to have a cabin or a place in the train, it wasn't for free. So, people had to pay to get on the train before the earth froze over. Uh, and so obviously peeps with a lot of money managed to get in first class and then you had second class, third class. And then as the train was leaving the station to, to you know, to start mm-hmm. the journey circling around the world and the world was literally a popsicle. Um, <laughs> some people tried to get in to the train and so they managed to get into the last car. And so... Um, so essentially the last car of the train is now just a place full of people. It's almost like a little con- concentration camp full of people that nobody wants in the train. Okay. And they're called, um, they're called tailies because they live on the tail of the car of the train. Oh, okay. So they keep tailies on a, on a tight leash. <laughs> uh, they don't let them leave. And there's also a punishment on the train because if somebody misbehaves, they'll get their arm uh, put on uh put outside like they cut a section of the train and then put the person's arm outside and then the arm freezes and then they bring it back in and then they smash it with a hammer and yeah yeah so this is the punishment get 
to get frozen essentially and then have your your limbs broken which is interesting (laughs) very interesting interesting. way of torture diverting (laughs) but the thing is uh so the train has left seven years ago from the station and nobody's seen mr wilford since then so there's this uh stewardess called uh melanie and she's the head of hospitality and so she speaks for mr wilford she's the a representative of Mr. Wilford in the train. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is there's a murder on the train and there's no criminal investigator on the train. There's no detective except a particular tailie. So they have to pick up somebody from the tail mm-hmm. and uh, bring him to investigate stuff. But he's never been in the rest of the train. So he's kind of like, he's left to roam the train on a very, very tight leash as well. And... He has policemen following him around and that sort of thing. But then he starts understanding how the train functions. And maybe he starts understanding, like, is there a Mr. Wilford? Like, who is Mr. Wilford? Because he has to investigate everybody on the train. So he talks to everybody. So then he's just like, hmm, hmm. what's really happening here? (laughs) What is this train about? And also another form of punishment is instead of like killing a person, they put them in drawers. So it's like a morgue like type of like Ooh. drawers put people in, in like a coma. And then some people come out of it just like really mushed up in the brain, <laughs> just really not yeah. well. Yeah. And then end up dying. But then eventually the scientist starts um, discovering new ways of, I don't know, of making the brain not go mush. Um and some people develop new skills maybe i don't know i'm oh, still seeing gosh yeah what a picture this has painted i don't know what to think <laughs> <It's> amazing <laughs> twists and turns everywhere yeah. wow okay i didn't know what to think as well when i saw the trailer for it but yeah i've seen season one oh, well uh, season coming out uh, every week on, th- on tuesday i believe Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, give it a watch, and if you feel like just watching something for the sake of it, and and it, you know, it's a it's a fun watch. Like mm. if you have nothing else to do, and you want to um, zombie out in front of the telly. Yeah. Nice. I might give it a go then. I might watch uh, watch an episode. Yeah, and maybe watch the one with Chris Evans because I think it's uh, it's uh, it's based off that one. Oh, okay. This, this one, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it, but yeah. What about you? What, what have you been watching? Oh well, I've been watching a quite a diverse range of uh, range of things this week. Um, mainly because I've wanted to completely switch off my brain. Um, nice. So I've ended up kind of watching stuff, old stuff that I've seen before, new stuff. But before that, I will just mention: Have you seen the Hanforth Parish Council Committee video? The what? Repeat. Okay. Hand Hanforth Parish Council Committee. Jackie Weaver. No idea what that is. No idea what that <laughs> right, is. Okay. So basically, this Zoom meeting from a parish council meeting, like a committee meeting, um, went like completely viral this week. It's absolutely hilarious. You need to watch it. It's like 20 minutes, it's on YouTube, but it's just like completely just the recording like this from Zoom. It's basically there's a um this place called Hanforth. I don't know whereabouts in England it is, but they're obviously having to do their like parish meetings just talking about like the finances and 
whatever um and basically there's this woman i don't want to spoil it for you but there's this woman called jackie weaver they're just regular people this woman called jackie weaver has become an internet sensation um she's been on the news now like she's been everywhere um but basically she's been asked along by i guess some other council to mediate their meeting for them just to make sure that it runs on track and you can 100% see why there's this bloke they're like all middle-aged probably like 60 70 year old men on this committee meeting that are just so angry it's absolutely hilarious it's basically i won't explain it too much you'll have to just watch it but there's this guy that is like who are you jackie weaver you have no authority this meeting's illegal and he just goes crazy but like his face is so close to the screen because they're all using like ipads and then there's people that are called like julie's ipad that's not on mute so then you can just hear her going oh sorry i'm just having a meeting at the moment do you mind do you mind if i call you back in 20 minutes and people are just really angry and people get kicked out it's like a whole little like nugget of of what it's like and like british like have you ever watched the vicar of dibley i think i've watched like an episode yeah it's like it's the kind of feel of like what people take the piss out of british like councils being like parish councils anyway and it's literally you just see it right there but it's this whole thing of jackie becoming this like absolute feminist icon because she just does not give a shit she's like right just boot him out like he, he's just screaming at her and there's these people swearing at her and she's just like i don't care I know I'm in my plan. No, I'm right. It's fantastic. She's like, you can call me Britney Spears. It's just, there's just how this is. Oh my God. What? It sounds like a novella. <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh. good. It's been edited in all these different ways to make it seem like some like sitcom. Oh, it's hilarious. I'll send you the link. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's yeah. Please do. I need to it's, watch that. It's so funny. So funny. But anyway, to what I've actually watched of like artistic note, actually the film I've watched, um, it's called Greenland. I don't know if you've seen it on being advertised on Netflix, on um, Amazon. Maybe. No, I don't have Amazon. Oh, okay. I need to get it off my cousins. Yes, do take take the passwords. Um, if not for this film, though, it's um, it's basically it's new, so it premiered through Amazon Prime. It's Gerard Butler, who is you know who's Gerard Butler, and he's just this ambiguous. Is he Scottish? Is he American? Nobody knows. He's just Gerard Butler. Um, and then the woman, he basically the woman, <laughs> let me explain what this is about. So basically it's modern times and uh, there's a massive asteroid that's basically going to on, on course to destroy the planet. It's very much like day after tomorrow meets like war of the worlds kind of. I have seen this ever to advertise, but like on television. Yeah, I think. And I, must... I thought, is that? 2012 but like 2012 was not with Gerard Butler and I was like what? yeah what is happening yeah it's basically a different take on that a ba- like he's this guy and it's basically all about like it's just that classic American drama thing of like regardless of what happens as long as the American family sticks together and the nuclear family makes it through okay then it doesn't matter basically <laughs> this isn't a spoiler but the whole film they just mess everything up for everyone around them like they're in the middle of like a global crisis and it's literally just them being like I don't care like I need this I need this but yeah so they are a family living in Florida somewhere in Florida uh and there's this Meteor Clark asteroid that's actually made of gas and it's like the fastest thing anyone's ever seen and they can't track it and it's come out of a different solar system and all the scientists are like what the um and it's breaking into pieces so these little pieces are going to start dropping around, but then there's this one big piece that's going to, ex- it's like an extin- extinction Big-boy. size. Yeah. So they have to get to Greenland where there is bunkers 
it's basically why it's called Greenland. That's not a spoiler. That's just, you see in the trailer. Um, but is it, in, it is in Greenland. In, in the country of Greenland, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they've got to try and travel there. It's just, it's like, it's one of those films where like I watched it with my parents and brother and we all talked pre- talk pretty much all the way through it about the film, like taking the piss out of it. But it's one of those that I feel like it's meant for that. Like it's not meant for you to sit there and be like, <laughs> not meant to be serious. Yeah, like critiquing it. Um, you're meant to be like, oh, oh, here we go. Something's going to happen. Oh, got a bad feeling about this. Um, so it's just really entertaining. Really, really entertaining. It's like, it's just mad. It's really, really mad. And you're just like, oh, is it more of a comedy? Yeah. No, no, In no, a way. Not- it's not meant to be a comedy, but it ends up being a but comedy. But it kind of is, yeah. If you if you step back and you just think these characters are ridiculous um, and they, they're, like, so stereotype, like, he's like, he's like, hey, kiddo. And it's all just that really oh American kind of, like, overly stereotyped dad who's, like, estranged from his family and he, he needs to prove himself to his wife and his child. And, uh, yeah, it's... I won't say anymore because there's there are there are spoilers but yeah watch that that's just really good like if you like I guess similar to Snowpiercer like if you want to watch something that you can just switch off to and just like take your mind off like the actual pandemic you can watch some other people panicking about something else (laughs) on a global scale (laughs) some other form of of annihilation yeah 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 exactly (laughs) um so watch that a couple of days ago um but before that I ended up watching a couple of climbing like documentary docudramas so I've always seen Mount Everest has been like my absolute dream like I would love to go to the Himalayas yeah I just yeah I'd absolutely it's like my one bucket list thing I I want to do like Everest base camp which is like difficult in itself but I'd love to do that um so I've always like enjoyed watching those kind of films or documentaries or whatever um and there was this one called Meru that's really really interesting but I won't talk about that um but uh which one did you want to talk about K2 Siren of the Himalayas came out in 2012 so it's a little bit dated now um but basically it's a group of climbers that prepare to attempt to summit K2 uh, which is the second highest mountain in the world um after Everest it's free on Amazon Prime but anyway so the the film follows some climbers. So there's uh, Galinda Kaldenbrunner, who is Austrian. Uh, and then there's Fabrizio Zangrilli, Jake Mayer, who's English, and then Chris Seisnick, who is, I think he's just American. But anyway, they're like the core group that meet at the base camp of K2. And the summit attempt is on the anniversary, like the centenary of this guy called the Duke of Abruzzi. So he led this expedition in 1909 to basically first person to like document K2 properly. So the, throughout the documentary, like you watch them preparing to summit and setting up their camps up K2 and everything. But you kind of learn about the culture, like so K2 is in Pakistan. So you find out a bit more about Pakistan and all of the people, like all the porters that help them and whatever. And then there's all the archive footage from a hundred years ago and all of this stuff. Um, it's just really interesting it's beautifully shot like there's just no like with climbing stuff and I'm going to talk about one that's completely the opposite end of the spectrum to this but there's like nothing menacing or tense about it it's just so calm like these people like these climbers are just so matter of fact like astronauts like it's like well things are going to go wrong you have to be prepared for when they do don't want to take any risks 
you're just watching them try and do this they're like seasoned climbers it's just really interesting beautiful scenery um yeah it's just cool it was just nice to watch to just that's pleasing yeah yeah to be transported yeah. somewhere else because like you, you kind of see them preparing physically and getting all of their equipment together and going up and down and acclimatizing and whatever but then you get these breaks into the sort of black and white footage with these lovely like journal voiceovers of them talking about the 1909 expedition and all about like the beauty of the Himalayas and it's all quite like spiritual it's just it's just really nice just like just proper nice for me as someone who's like I've been to the Alps and that was like mind-blowing so imagining being in the Himalayas is just like crazy I couldn't even imagine it so it's nice to just be transported there from my bedroom in the Midlands <laughs> where I'm just like cool that'll be nice <laughs> when I can travel <laughs> oh sounds lovely yeah and then that set me off then obviously I was like maybe I can mm-hmm. watch all the films that I've already watched so there's this uh docudrama called Touching the Void which um is a lot more well known so there's a book um that it's based on and it's basically about um these two guys Joe Simpson who wrote the book and then his climbing partner Simon Yates who attempted to climb uh, a mountain in the Peruvian Andes and I'm going to pronounce this wrong it's Ciula Grande I'm going to say that it's that it's spelled I'm just going to say it phonetically yeah um but it basically it's like a near fatal climb it's it's mm. crazy like the story is just crazy like I can't really talk that much about the actual story itself because I think you'd really enjoy it um but it's kind of mashup of talking heads with the two of them like interview style recollecting what actually happened and then two actors that are actually like doing it like acting it up in the mountains um and it's just so dramatic it's just amazing like you wouldn't believe it it's like it's just crazy and I think it, it like it um critically did really well as well like apparently it's classed as like one of the best documentaries I ever made or like I think it's something that they were saying that yeah um I think they were saying that like the actors in it are like on the list of people like that were snubbed from the Oscars that should never have been snubbed which I find kind of crazy now because I watch it and I'm like yeah it's cool but like it was 2003 so I feel like things have come along a lot since then but it's just amazing this story Joe Simpson who still climbs um, there's a couple of other things I've started watching on Prime now. They're like, would you like to watch this? Because you've watched this. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I would. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, it's just amazing. Like literally they, they go up climbing together. Something happens and they get separated basically. And genuinely you would think that they'd just be dead. It's just, yeah. But obviously, you know, they're not. So again, you're watching it and you're thinking, well, obviously they don't die because they're sat here talking. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's really great. That sounds like a good watch. Yeah. very entertaining and it's real life as well it happens in real life so it's even more thrilling yeah 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 it is and it's just so alien that kind of environment so to watch it and just think like you know to like have it like hammered home just like how dangerous these places are because I think mm-hmm. particularly when they were talking about k2 they were saying that so more people have died on k2 than they have at everest and less people mm-hmm. have summited k2 than everest and like in my head I would would always think well it's it's less it's like shorter (laughs) it's not as tall so surely it it would be easier to summit but with Everest I think the routes that you take up are so commercialized now that it's Mm -hmm. a fairly safe route up 
Whereas with K2, all these different faces that you can climb, they're all mm. like really challenging. It's not like, it's not one that's like, welcome, please, please summit me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what i Sounds good. Yeah. Have you been listening to anything? Have you been reading anything? I've not been listening. I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading. Um, I don't know if there's a, an actual translation to this. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's called Agua Viva and in all the languages. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this book that I'm reading and it's by Clarice Clarice Lispector and she's a Ukraine born writer and she fled to Brazil as an infant in 1922 to escape mm-hmm. the pogroms uh, during the Russian Civil War because she was a Jew mm-hmm. and uh, Jews were being targeted by these violent pogrom riots aimed at the massacre and expulsion of ethnic and religious people. So it's almost like a a pre-Nazi thing. And so, yeah, and so it's it's interesting to see, to watch old interviews with her because she speaks in a a very peculiar accent and it's kind of a Ukrainian accent with, but she speaks Brazilian at the same (laughs) time, but then she lived abroad as well for like a bunch of years so it's interesting because we kind of we relate in that way Mm -hmm. the accent is like can't tell where I'm from yeah Um, yeah. mishmash yeah exactly and so this book that I'm reading is a meditation on the nature of creation it's kind of a more poetic and philosophical read and it's um it's essentially like the author's thoughts printed onto paper and the words feel like they're, they're scattered scat, bippity-bop words, bippity-bop mm-hmm. there, there, there. There's mm-hmm. a thought, a thought. And it's almost like she's trying to reach this, um, this void and this emptiness of creation. She's kind of trying to remove all the elements that make her human like the ego or her limitations or like her thoughts and just be present in the very second of existence and it's just like her trying to reach it essentially and it's just her writing through it and it's quite poetic her writing as well and I also based uh one of my little short films that I did for uni on her book and it's got like a thousand two hundred views by now. I don't know how on oh, wow. Vimeo, but I'm not going to say which one it is because I don't want people to go look at it because <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've really identified with her writing. So let me read a little bit so you can kind of mm, yes. have a taste of it. Um, and I'm reading in English as well. I only found the book in English and I bought it here in Brazil, which is a bit of an odd thing. Yeah, that's that's strange. She's yeah, because she's Brazilian. Um, let me read you this, this section then. In writing, I can't manufacture something as in painting when I use my craft to mix a color. But I'm trying to write to you with my whole body, loosing an arrow that will sink into the tender and neurologic center of the world. My secret body tells you. Dinosaurs, ichthyosaurus, and plesiosaurs, I guess you like dinosaurs, meaning nothing but their sound, though this doesn't dry them out like straw moistens them instead. I don't paint ideas, I paint the unattainable forever. Or for never, it amounts to the same. 
More than anything else, I paint painting. And more than anything else, I write you hard writing. I want to grab the words in my hands. Is the word an object? And from the instance, I extract the juice of their fruits. I must deprive myself to reach the core and seed of life. The instant is li living seed. The secret harmony of this harmony. I don't want something already made, but something still being torturously made. My imbalanced words are the wealth of my silence. I write acrobatics and pirouettes in the air. I write because I so deep, deeply want to speak. The writing only gives me the full measure of silence. Okay, that's enough. It's a short book. Only 100 pages long, I think. Not even. So it's just, a, you know, her meditations, literally. Yeah. That's interesting. It reminds me of um, Siddhartha um, by Herman Hesse. So like the story mm -hmm. of Buddha. It just reminds me of that. Like, I've not even finished reading that. Um, but it's like, again, very short, but very simple, like retelling. It's like really straightforward. I know obviously like... It, it, it's not the same because obviously in Siddhartha it's, it's it's telling the story of Siddhartha but mm -hmm. this whole it goes into these passages of like I need to like get rid of the ego I've done this there'll be like 30 days of rain and hard sun and it's, it's really just like delving into emotion and like physical feeling and stuff it's cool mm -hmm. it's, it's like I find it so engaging to like I I like it yeah like I like it too. yeah 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 it's like you're reading sensations and feelings. Yeah, it's interesting rather than like ideas. And although this can be quite philosophical, at the same time, you kind of feel through the reading, the reading, the read. Uh, you feel through the words and that's the yeah. purpose that she wants to write this as well. Like that's yeah. what she wants from the reader. Yeah, it's like there's not the detachment of storytelling. You're like directly being in the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in the cool. moment. Yeah. yeah, that sounds really good. I like if I go. Yeah, yeah, give it, give it a go. Um, have you been reading anything, listening to anything? Um, I've been listening to one thing constantly, um, and that would be Arlo Park's new album, Collapsing Sunbeams, twenty twenty one, came out a couple of days ago. Um, so I don't know if you've heard any Arlo Parks before, Eugene. No. Okay. You'd, I think you'd really like it. So it's it's quite mellow, um, but interestingly, it's very similar to what you're talking about. Like it's really like her lyrics. There's like a lot of storytelling. Like this song, so she, it's her first album. It's a debut album, but she's released a few of the songs as singles last year. So the song Eugene, Black Dog, and Hurts um, are the ones I was like, I really like these, and I was like, because I already know them. Um, these are like the singles. That's probably why I'm drawn to them so much, but. The songs are really, really beautiful. Um, it's like you're listening to like her diary. Like she's so, but it's it's not like cringy when she's speaking. It's it's like spoken word. Like it, but it's not kind of too much detail. It's not like too much information or like really overly romanticized or emotional or whatever. It's just like her telling like this um, song Eugene. It's basically about her and her best friend, and she's in love with her best friend who's just broken up with this guy Eugene. So it's unrequited love and she's trying to deal with the fact that she's in love with her and that it's, and, and, you know, she's annoyed and she's upset about it, but she's there for her friend and it's, it's all like messy and you just feel like you're like, so there with her, you're like, oh man, like, yeah, like adolescent kind of 
horrible like sticky situation of like oh I just feel you know unrequited love it's like proper it's painful yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. so you feel like you can get into the story Mm. as she's singing and yeah performing yeah Yeah. performing (laughs) well yeah yeah it is I mean like the (laughs) the opening track collapsing sunbeams is just spoken word so you kind of feel like it introduces you she's not singing she's just speaking um it's just really good and like this song black dog it's like obviously black dog is like like a name for depression so it's this kind of a serious topic but it's so beautiful and it's like this dreamy like melody and it's it's just lovely um so yeah I recommend it it's quite an easy listen like just listen to the album through like it, I've had it on repeat without even really realizing it just kind of runs through it's just really good and the music video is good as well so the music video for Eugene was directed by Loyal Karna and his brother but yeah it's just this cool like fresh feel basically this kind of like South London like just proper like I don't know it's just cool like it's cool without them trying it's just that like whole Mm -hmm. aesthetic that's like on trend at the moment it's just cool um like like completely like no judgment stuff as well it's like it's just I don't know it's like stories that are actually interesting Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah so that's what I've been listening to a lot uh that's kind of it really sounds interesting yeah 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 it's just it's just nice I'd give it a go like even just the singles it's just like like it's a lot of like poppy tunes but then you really listen to them and you're like oh man that like hits you right in the heart deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's good at telling stories um God damn but I think she's really I think she is quite well known I think she's been around for a while mm. but she's just not released an album yet so okay I, see. I think she's got quite a big following already like she's got like over a million monthly listens on Spotify like I think she's just mm-hmm. held she's back releasing up. an album I guess yeah yeah I, I used to play the guitar it's in school but then I I also had singing lessons so I pay a lot of attention not so much to the element of like the melodies or anything or the the musical aspect but I pay attention first to the lyrics mm. always and I know a lot of people play pay attention mostly to the melody and the music and the instruments I like my first focus is always the lyrics I don't know not why yeah yeah. yeah so oh, it's, it's it <laughs> yeah exactly so that that'd be good for me yeah yeah you're like you're right in there it's just like proper it's mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know there's just something like there's not overly fancy poetic like wishy-washy words it's just real mm-hmm. like yeah like a confession kind of thing yeah you'd really mm-hmm. enjoy it but yeah that's it I guess this is the quickest we've done this section. I know. I yeah, well done us. I don't know. I think I lost myself a little bit when talking about mountains, but we can cut that through. <laughs> no, fine. but it's okay. I need to find documentaries about Antarctica because I'm fascinated with Antarctica. I'd love to go there. Yeah. yeah. You like to go to the Himalayas. I'd love to go to Antarctica. Ooh. Yeah. Well, given that it was your birthday yesterday, I feel like you should share with everyone what you got up to, how it feels to be... 27 because I know that's something that you're always a bit like don't want to talk about well I thought you were 26 and then you were like I'm 27 and I was like oh god <laughs> so um yeah how, how are you finding it how's your first day a full day as a 27 year old yeah do you feel oh, god. mature I feel old but I feel 
young at the same time. Wow. I feel like wow, that's so deep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so deep. Like maybe I should write lyrics. <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? <laughs> um I think, you know, when I used to imagine when I was little being 27, I think when I was little, more people were like married at 27, had kids at 27. And I thought, oh, God, life will be so sorted when I'm 27. Gets to 27. <laughs> Unemployed. <laughs> no word. kids. Yeah. No boyfriend. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, the birthday in itself was great. <laughs> <laughs> so you are so, yeah, we were, see, this is the thing. You don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Um, but the good thing is I do look pretty young so people will just always think I'm um, younger so my age really doesn't really matter what do I feel being 27 yeah just just old Uh, it isn't what I thought it was going to be life isn't how I thought it was going to be I'm learning Uh, it's time to get my shite together you know not a kid anymore. That's the realization you get when you're 27. I mean, I got that realization when I was 25, but now turning 27 is just like for reals. Three, yeah. three years till I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Late 20s. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's so silly um, that it's like that. Because like, it's weird, like instantly in my head when I think about it, because I, I, so I used to love getting older. Uh-huh. Like I used to love it. Like every birthday that came, I was like, yeah, so ready for this. Like turning 25, I was like, absolutely. This is my year. This is amazing. I'm single. It's going to be sick. Um, obviously, you know, <laughs> it's been stuck at home the entire time. So I kind of feel like I've not really been able to uh, indulge in being 25. Not that it makes any difference. It's just, I guess it's a state of mind, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. I just thought 25, here I am. Like I'm definitely not a kid. I'm not yeah. in my early 20s. I'm like mid 20s ready to like assert my autonomy and live my life and be carefree and single and whatever um but it's weird as soon as now when I think about turning 26 I'm like oh god <laughs> oh yeah oh it's yeah weird. You get... it's so weird and I don't know why I don't know why like I don't know you know we all know it's big it. changing and you're in the later bit of your 20s yeah but and it's like I don't scary. feel I don't feel it like I don't think I look my age like I think I'm like you I think I look younger Mm-hmm. and that whenever I think about it like when I was at school when you looked at like the older years they always looked so much older and then when you're that person I'm like oh man like those people had no idea what they were doing like I looked at those mm-hmm. people and just thought oh they've got their shit together they're like they know what they're doing but it's true when we were younger people were like they, I don't know what has happened but people were whether it was you know there was like Bridget Jones coming out like how old was she she wasn't that old and she's a spinster yeah no yeah she's just this spinster that's like single and fat and smokes and swears and it's like oh god um, she's awful yeah but she's and wanted not... and wanted kids and I'm like Glug. yeah I don't want kids for like another like eight years yeah I mean people <laughs> find this crazy like well, I was talking to someone the other day when I went to uni so I was 19 I went to uni with the idea obviously of getting a degree but I was like I'll meet someone and and I'll be married by in a couple of years I just genuinely thought which is probably explains why I was a little intense um (laughs) (laughs) oh so naive um but like I I, in my head I just thought this is it this is the one opportunity that I'm going to get to meet all these different people there's got to be someone there and I was just completely in my head like all I wanted was to meet someone get married have kids 
have a have like a career or whatever I didn't really think about that, that much <laughs> now I, know. I just want I just want babies yeah I, I just thought that was it and I thought that's lovely and that, that's what I want and it's just nice and comfortable but obviously that didn't happen and cause a lot of anguish in just searching for that rather than just like focusing on being whatever yeah, yeah. but um but it's weird now when I think about it because it's like no way no way was that ever going to happen I don't know if this is very like a woman thing mm. like way to think because we think relationships first job later mm. but at least for me like I'm speaking for me for me <laughs> yeah. and I have found that many women are are more focused on the relationships uh, relationship aspect first you know but I know like very su- like successful women and um who focus on their jobs and are working all the time mm. as well um but at the same time yeah we just we just want just want a boyfriend <laughs> or a girlfriend it's, it's, it's so simple isn't it like it just seems like yeah. it seems that's so simple it's like oh yeah like I follow um Ashley James on Instagram and I think she's great so she was on Celebrity Big Brother a few years ago when it was Year of the Woman so they had like basically mm. all female contestants or um, transgender contestants or like there was a drag queen, people all different generations kind of talking about like women and female empowerment and stuff. So I started following her from that and she'd been on Made in Chelsea before. She's just like an influencer, um, but she's just had a baby. And she is, I think she's 30, 31. Um, and she literally, so she was, she said she was single for six years and she, for the first half of that, absolutely hated it. She was like, what's wrong with me? I'm so sick. You know, people are constantly asking me, oh, it's such a shame. You're such a lovely girl. How could, you know, why yeah. do you think you're single? All of those kind of things that you don't really think about to begin with. And then you think about it and you're like, why? Yeah, like, why, why is that something that I, I have to deal with? Deal with, yeah. yeah like, I, I, you know, I think it's the same for everyone, regardless of gender. I think that's something that people assume that if you're not with someone that it's like, but you're going to be. So what's yeah. stopping you kind of thing rather than actually I don't want to be and so she became this massive single positivity person who then was just like going on holidays on her own and talking about her experiences and you know all the time that she would then dedicate to have her own like friendships and female friendships and really focusing on proper mutual appreciation <laughs> rather than yeah. just dating and all of that stuff so it was crazy like she she met someone and then in Instagram world within a few months she was pregnant and having a baby and she got this oh my massive God. backlash from people that were like I thought you were you were single positivity I oh my thought, god but she doesn't have to be single forever just know, because she, she was yeah. speaking about singledom this is it she was like, like I met someone I was really happy we're having a baby I can still like what, what's your problem <laughs> I'm still my own person it's the it's the yeah. principle of, of not being down on yourself for being on your for own being single god on your own that's... yeah you're not on your own are you, you just no you're not you're just not dating or yeah. just well you might be dating yeah but this this is a thing yeah i i find that it's mostly the women in my life that i i see dating and going out on dates and going on tinder and that sort of thing but i don't see the guys that i know doing that as much Mm. I think they're very focused on their careers right now and then later they'll focus on settling down and I think that's yeah. a that's an interesting difference as well um but I understand we're different yeah <laughs> we're genetically different chromosomes yeah. are different 
but yeah like there's this pressure really yeah to find somebody I'm always asked here like don't you miss dating blah 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 my auntie is always asking me that and I'm like no like I'm quite good right now by myself like I don't want to I want to focus on me and my career I don't want anything to like sway me Mm -hmm. the other way especially since I I don't have a uh, like a proper career set out yet Mm. um or just like a yeah I'm not really that settled yet I want to be someplace good and then I can start collecting little pieces to make my life whole I mean yeah I'll do it and yeah so you get to 27 (laughs) and it kind of just hits you in the face as well but I'm feeling better turning 27 than I did when I turned 26. I don't know why. Like I'm more relaxed. Mm. Maybe it was because I had a good weekend, a good birthday. Yeah. Um, maybe it was that. Um, celebrated with good peeps, went karaoke. Because mm. um, in Brazil, it's, it's open. <laughs> yeah. So I just do it for the rest of us. So was it like a whole bar setting or were there like little booths? No, it was a it was a bar setting, so it was a, oh. kind of a, a an, an in, enclosed space, and people mm-hmm. were quite close to each other. Mm. Um, things here, COVID-wise, aren't as regulated, and I guess that's why so many people are getting infected. And there's a new variant, but like I've been stuck at home. Like, <laughs> oh god, no! I just can't take it anymore. Oh please, yeah, <laughs> live no. a little. Yeah. Um. So yes, I did that, and. Yeah, no, like, because when I turned 26, sometimes I would mistake, like, I think I'm, I was I was 28. I don't know why. I just thought I was 28 when yeah. I was 26. And I was just like, I don't understand why I feel 28. And now I feel 27. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm decreasing in, the, in age, apparently. It must be of, like, your mindset. You must have just thought this, like, whole late 20s thing you must have just thought well I may as well be 28 at every age <laughs> yeah I may as well just be I might 30. as well just be 28 it's, it's one of the girls I work with she is 29 but she when I met her she was like 28 but she would constantly tell people she was like well I'm basically 30 it's like no that's like two that's like two years that's two but, but she was like yeah but I'm basically 30 she's like you're so young you're 24 like you're so so young I'm basically 30 it's just it's, it's such a weird thing isn't it because it like I always do that. I always do as a joke, like, how do you feel? Like, oh, I feel older. Oh, I feel different. But you don't feel anything really different. Right? I did when I turned 25. <laughs> did you? Like physically? Oh, yeah. My, my skin, you can start, you start seeing like some wrinkles appear. Um, oh, your skin isn't as perfect as it used to be and that sort of thing. Definitely see skin, skin becoming different. Oh, sure. My hair's dry. Do you think that's because of that? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I think Danny. Uh, Danny is my friends and oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. friends, uh, and yeah, she also noticed because she's my age, and so she notices the differences as well. And we're always saying, "Oh my god, we're so old! God damn it!" And I'm older than her by like a couple months as well. <laughs> so we just complain about being old and older than everybody else we know. But I'm glad you lost that thing. Sorry, yes, sorry for I asking did. you about your age. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's good. It's fine. Ask me about my age. When I'm 30, maybe stop asking about my age. <laughs> yeah, we can just pretend then. Well, I always think you're a year younger than you are anyway. So you'll just be, you'll just be 29. <laughs> like you thought I was 30. the same age as you. I know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, and I know why. It's because I forget that we're now in 2021. It's just like thing. No. Like I know you're a year older, but I just can't do maths. <laughs> I think it's just as simple as that. As we mentioned earlier, I've had a bit of a weird week and uh, we ended up kind of clearing out, some would say purging, every cupboard <laughs> in our house, just like throwing out old clothes, like crockery, books, selling books, you know, whatever. And um, my room's quite small in terms of storage. I've not got that much. So it's kind of just like clothes and makeup bits or whatever. Um, so I had this like other cupboard in the hallway that was meant to be my cupboard, but it was filled with books, which was fine. It was just a family cupboard. Anyway, in the back of it, there was all of these shoe boxes full of photos and like tickets, like wristbands, postcards. I have those too, those shoe boxes full of like memories. Yeah, yeah. I've got like six, oh, really? I have like six of them just like falling apart boxes. And I've got a scrapbook under my wardrobe collecting dust that I used to do when I was younger, but I haven't stuck anything in in like, six years um I've just been using those shoe boxes so I was like right these are taking up so much room I need to like start going through all of it and you know I realized that I had taken so from when we moved out of our house in mm-hmm. Falmouth, Falmouth obviously you know we had all the pictures on the walls and all of that just random stuff that we just had stuck everywhere and yeah. I think most people had like moved out because I was staying down there and there was like a couple of us like straggling on um uh-huh. and those stuff ended up getting left and I felt really bad throwing that stuff away so like we cleared through all the photos and stuff and people took the photos they wanted and whatever so I was like well I feel really weird like throwing all these photos away so I just kept them all and I was going through them and I've got like like random fridge magnets that weren't mine like all these like random photos which are all really nice but I'm like I don't I feel bad having these like I don't really know what to do with these like these aren't something that I'm going to look through and be like oh memories like good times it's like they're not, they're not like my memories some of them it's just really really weird but yeah it was just made me think like why am I so attached to all this stuff like I, I had bottle tops from like 10 years ago of just like a drink mm-hmm. that I had that had a smiley face on it and I kept that um and I say it's like mild hoarding because obviously hoarding is like such a big deal that's not definitely not mm-hmm. what this is but it was just weird like it made me definitely feel kind of grim I feel like it, it sort of perpetuated my like sad melancholy mood this week like looking back at uni and stuff and I found my old laptop and I started going through the old laptop with all of our videos and stuff that I sent you for your birthday like all of those were all on my old laptop and my phone and I was looking through and I was like oh that was so much fun and I was like oh god I'm just sat in my room watching mountain documentaries oh, like, this for is a so- whole year now for a whole year <laughs> I know but I don't know it was just interesting because there's obviously that really like liberating feeling of getting rid of stuff and like clearing out like a sort of spring clean before spring comes kind of getting rid of everything it's just really really odd like going through everything and just seeing the things that I thought like even before uni the things that I thought were important mm-hmm. for me to keep that mm-hmm. now I look at and I'm like like it doesn't really mean what anything now it's weird it's like it's hit its expiry date of like oh it doesn't mean anything anymore so that can go okay and this is something that I was going to ask you actually do you like so ex-boyfriends photos uh-huh. things like that what do you do with those photos do you just throw them away or do you or have you God, I don't know stuff? this is the thing mm. 
This is the thing. I keep them because I am a memory holder as well. <laughs> Yeah, this is I love, I love, like, 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 like three past relationships and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with these. yeah. <laughs> I keep Is there like a section in the photo album where I put all of them together? I don't know. <laughs> Mish them around. Because it's a little bit of you as well. So Yeah. it's kind of, yeah, it shows a little bit of you and who you used to be. And Mm. you also remember the person, even if like you don't like them anymore. <laughs> I, I don't get rid of anything photo-wise. I don't get rid of photos. Um, because, you know, when you're 90, you're going to, like, want to look back on it Yeah. and remember the life that you had. And then for generations to come, you know, some people um, buy photos from, like, markets that are old and that kind of thing. Maybe, I know that's a bit creepy, Yeah. but <laughs> some Oh. <laughs> I didn't people think do. I could do that. <laughs> Maybe your photos, your photos are part of the legacy of the human race. So maybe eventually... That's Like, true. I don't know, 500 years from now, these photos will still exist and people will be like, oh, my God, these two people had a relationship. Yeah, these two people seem to be around <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit weird. in the same place as each other. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's weird because I feel like then maybe the, the location is behind you. So people notice the location. exactly that, that's the thing. They're all at lovely locations in Cornwall. And I'm like, I don't want to throw these away. Or oh, they've all got seals in the background. But yeah, it's weird, like with digital stuff. Like, are you someone that has to like completely purge? You know, if you've like I don't purge done anything digitally. That's it's, a, it's an actual problem. really so you've kept everything I mean I've got laptops that are like so slow because <laughs> they've got everything on them and I refuse to get rid of them is that yeah, your exactly because of that. And because you can't be asked to put everything in on an external drive. And yeah yeah, yeah, that's, that's me as well. Like I've got my phone, my old phone still has pictures, like has like over a thousand pictures that I haven't taken off. it and I don't want to take it off <laughs> the phone Yeah, it's because a big it's job. a lot of work but at the same time I just keep it even if it's like photos of a, a venti Starbucks cup <laughs> from like America because it's different <laughs> I Yeah. keep it because the size is humongous but like silly things like that I don't know why I keep it but I do Yeah. what about you you keep it too right Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do, yeah. And this is, it's interesting. Me and my brother were talking about, I mean, I'd mentioned, I'd like thought about this like about a year ago of like having just rather than using up all this memory on like random photos, most of them are like duplicates or, you know, there's, there's the one photo that's good out of the six that you take of something or Mm. Mm hmm whatever, like favoriting those photos and actually getting them digitally printed. And then you put them in an album and the rest just go. Cause Oh, I yeah, get they so go much on. anxiety around the thought of like a laptop breaking because Mm then hmm I think, oh, but it's basically a hard drive and there's all that stuff on there and I'm never gonna be able to access it Yeah. again. And it makes me so nervous. I was like, right, I need to liberate myself from this. How can I do this? But then I think, oh, what if like the house burns down <laughs> and then I've got nothing at all. <laughs> I don't know. exactly and then you lose a photo imagine or it gets ripped or <laughs> you're <laughs> you're mad at an ex <laughs> so you yeah. rip it Yeah, rip it in half, fold it over. But it's weird, isn't it? Because it means like it means nothing. Like it's nice to look back on them, but most of the time you don't even know what you've got. um <laughs> mm -hmm. And if it wasn't there, like I just think would I would, you know. it's a trace of your life yeah I don't know Yeah. I I find it like to me it has meaning for Yeah. some reason Yeah. maybe it is I did a photography degree. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't, you know, I love having analog pictures because then you can have the negative and then if anything happens to the, to the paper photo, So you've Mm. You can just you can just go back to the negative. 
Um, so I think it's always good to have the negative. Keep the negatives, peeps. But yeah, I think I think I'd like to have it more on analog rather than digital. Mm. Because digital, you just forget about it. You just leave it stored forever and never look back on it. And then I imagine like 20 years from now, you probably won't even be able to turn it on or something, like yeah. access it at all. So yeah, maybe we should consider this more. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it's what are we doing just, with those pigs. There's still people that are completely not attached to anything. There's like there's no, like, I don't understand minimalists. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm particularly like attached to objects. Mm-hmm. Really, like I don't really think I've got anything that I just think I couldn't live without this. Like it's obviously it's lovely mm-hmm. having things. Maybe that's because I'm never wanted for anything really. So it's privileged position, but. I don't really feel like I'm someone that's like materialistic or anything like that but there's just something about having like every band ticket like band t-shirts my mum's like please can we do something with these I've got them <laughs> they don't fit me anymore but I'm just like mm-hmm. well I want my kids to have them or you know those things because I just think it's a talking point like those kind of things like tickets mm-hmm. looking back on 10 years ago yeah, keep this, well. at this place yeah. with this person but yeah there's just some people that just completely don't care it's like cool yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Is it that. because cancer is in our second house, maybe? Because <laughs> we're both Gemini ascendants. Are we? So yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day we did our charts and oh you God, were Gemini ascendant. See, yeah, I don't, you, you need to explain this to me because I don't really understand this. So, um, yeah, like the, the whole ascending moon in such and such and the sun in this. <laughs> And how, like, I think I just don't get it. Like, I know I'm a Taurus, Aries cusp. That's, like, as much as I know. Uh, Aries Taurus you're not cusp. An Ari- you're not an Aries cusp. Okay. Are you? 22nd. I guess you are, yeah. I'm, like, I'm yeah. like on the edge of it, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just like to think <laughs> I'm special. Glory. <laughs> I'm not, I, I like to think I'm not as stubborn as a Taurus. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I've got, I no. Like, I guess Gemini is how you appear to others that, um, uh, so the ascendant that is, is the person, it's how you're seen in, in the world, but like not career wise, but like in person. Um, I'm a Gemini. In person, you seem like a Gemini because you're very talkative, you're very communicative, you like chit chat. Um, okay. And I think you, you are. You have bands. You like talking. You're good at talking. Bands, you look good at conversation. <laughs> you got good bands. And so I, in my head, I just think to Gemini, Two Faced. Oh, me too. Don't worry. Like I, I, I have a thing with Gemini that I dislike. Yeah, <laughs> I do not yeah. date Gemini men. I don't know why. <laughs> I just can't, can't get along with them. Um, well, it's good to know. Rule them out. Stop wasting your time. <laughs> Sorry, Gemini man, but like, if you're listening. All those people, I'm really sorry, but Babs is just not interested. (laughs) I used to have that on my Tinder bio. (laughs) Don't want uh, Gemini. Sorry, Gemini, we don't get along. (laughs) That's very sad. I'd love to know those those kind of things more. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, this is the thing. Yeah, you seem like a Gemini, but then it depends on where your Mercury is in, what, what sign your Mercury is in as well. And then mine is in Pisces, so my my communication is like all over the place. Very like, it sounds very wishy washy a lot of the times, but then somehow I I don't know how Gemini connects. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should do. Yeah, this I know a lot about astrology. We should, we should do an astrology week. I think that'd be fun. 
Oh, that could be fun. Do our charts before and like chat about yeah. it. Yeah. I always do those. <laughs> it's so sad. Like I used to do it when I was younger. Like you, you meet someone and you find out their birth, then you're like, compatibility. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, never mind. God damn. <laughs> like, well, you never know. Could work against the odds. I'm like, oh, either like, oh yeah, no, I should listen to this, or oh, this is a load of bullshit. So actually, I'll just ignore it. It'll be fine. <laughs> and it's like, mm, I don't know. Who would Taurus not get along with? Tauruses, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> two stubborn heads. Aries, Aries. That's it. It's like my dad and my mum. <laughs> Are they Taurus and Aries? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Butting heads every every day of their lives. <laughs> like I don't, know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's weird, isn't it? Because like I still find it strange. Like I feel like whether it's just because of you, but I feel like this is quite a legitimate thing that people talk about. <laughs> but then you still meet people. That like when you you know and, and I kind of like jokingly will mention I'm like oh well you know I'm a Taurus so and people are like oh you don't believe that bullshit do you and I'm like oh, god <sighs> and it's so common in British culture as well because I come to Brazil everybody's like oh my god and your sign is blah 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 yeah. and then I go to Portugal it's the same thing but then <laughs> I guess it's more Latino countries yeah, um, yeah. but yeah but then you go north and people just like really discredit it and yeah, don't even do it for fun as much yeah. I feel like whether there's just like a whole culture of like fairground, like, I don't know. Yeah. Fairground, like mystic Megs <laughs> who, who have just like that kind of thing in, in England. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Cause I, I, yeah. I just think like, like I remember going, I think it, what birthday was it? I think it was my 22nd birthday and I was in London and, uh, or 20, 22nd, 23rd birthday. I don't know. And it was the night before my birthday. It was like midnight. And me and my brother had gone for a walk through like central London. And we saw the number two bus in London, like the number two bus. And I remember just being like, oh, wow, I've never seen a bus number that low before. And mm-hmm. then like I looked at my like my like year ahead and all of like that stuff, like star signy astrology stuff. Two? And it was number two. Mm. Oh and number two was my <laughs> number that year. And I was like, I was like, that's just really weird. What number are you, Eve? What does that mean? Uh, numerology wise. Oh, I have no idea. So you were born in 95? Yeah. Uh, one, <laughs> 10, I'm 25. 15, 24, 6. Uh, and then you were born in April. So it's 4. What did I say? 30. And then what day was it? 22nd. Oh. <laughs> 7 a.m. Any <laughs> second? Four, five, thirty-four. Okay, you're seven. I think seven. Okay, I don't know how you figured that out. Five's my lucky number, <laughs> but I can be seven. Seven rings a bell. Seven's always the number. Seven's that number that people always come up with when you have to guess a number. It's always seven. Is it? Mm. Yeah, that's what people say. Mm-hmm. If if you've got to guess between a number between one and ten, it's usually seven. Because people. What's my baby? Okay, yeah, <laughs> seven. Seven's a weird number. I don't know. Need to look into I don't it. Know. I feel like we should definitely look into this. Maybe the astrology bit. And real. I wish you'd definitely do an episode on this. It'll be fun. That'd be really funny. Yeah. You know the um, twenty-three personalities, or whatever it's called, thirteen. Personalities. Oh, isn't it sixteen? Have they 16? increased the number yep. of personalities? Nope. 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 <laughs> it's sixteen. I'm thinking of twenty-three and me. 
um yeah the 16 personalities so do you remember we did that at uni yeah oh god I've done it so many times every I, time I've done it one. really I'm the same yeah. every single time really yeah yeah but now I'm really kind of annoyed because I thought I'll do it again and um it used to be free to read all of the stuff about you now oh now yeah I have to pay now but there's so what much information think? out there I know it's a it's bullcrap but like do you what oh well, oh I thought you meant the whole personalities thing or just oh no I do think it's a bit of a, of a scam in a way like here's me talking about astrology <laughs> but like 16 personalities I don't think so Science, please <laughs> what's your number <laughs> yeah. and you're what's like your 20 seconds 5.30 <laughs> 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 like, that woman with those like equations going around in her head and she's like mm. <laughs> you know, the meme that woman is actually Brazilian it's from a Brazilian <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah well there you go there you go it makes um, sense but yes, going back to 16 personalities. Yeah, I, ju- I just don't know. People like to limit themselves saying like, oh my God, uh, the same thing with like saying, oh, my son's in a gross. Okay, it's the same exact thing. People it's like, why like, do people believe in astrology, but then, oh, don't believe in astrology, but then they believe believe in 16 personalities. It's just crazy. Like surely it's the mm. same category because it's, it's, even though they say it's quite um like based on psychology and Young's personality things. Mm-hmm. Um, Young was also into astrology. Like, yeah, what I feel like you've got to be. So, these people were open to those kind of things. Like it. Yeah, it's got to be the same type of people. I think I because and, and the questions they're asking you are based on your being. Like you know, like they're, they're such bizarre questions that I just yeah. think. I don't know. It's, it's weird. If I'm in a bad I'm mood. Like, I'm going to answer them in a different way. <laughs> like... yeah, I'm not like that that's the thing that's why I, I don't know it's it's odd I don't know I I really I'm a firm believer in it but not enough that I'd put it on my tinder profile and be like I'm a I'm a mediator um so I really only <laughs> really want to speak to and then like I'm not into it that much but I do read you do, a medi- I'm a mediator yeah yeah which is the the person that's prancing through a field with flowers in their hair and butterflies around them I'm like really <laughs> yeah I know okay. <laughs> Sure. I think I've also been that one so yeah no it's I, I just I've always I think I've always been that other than when I was really unhappy at uni and I was a different one but I feel like then yeah probably I was I feel like I was probably forcing myself to to be a bit different then mm-hmm. because I, I've been I've been the artist I've been the protagonist I've been is it campaigner campaigner yeah yeah, I think I've been mediator. It's like literally every single time. Wait, so I do you're that, in that. You're in the diplomat group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a diplomat as well. Is is there a diplomat one? Because like, I think I think the group is the diplomat. Wait, is group. the group is a diplomat? Uh, yeah, but and I'm then, always in there. I yeah. never leave. I guess. Yeah. So I guess I belong to a quarter of the, the world population. <laughs> I don't know. Is it four different types? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's. Yeah. I don't know. It's just four weird. Different I think groups. it's just. It's always funny. Whether it's like an ego thing, I just think it's interesting reading about yourself, oh, yeah, but not about definitely. yourself. It's really weird. It's like, oh my god, yeah, I'm so special. Like that's so me. <laughs> like, oh my god, that's such a me. It's almost like a little mirror to you, isn't it? Yeah. So you get to know yourself a little better. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the whole business model behind it though. Of like, well, now you can pay us this, and we'll help you overcome those natural traits that you apparently have. <laughs> that's definitely that's when I'm like, okay, I draw the line there. Oh, that's true. Because you, you, yeah, you can make a business out of anything nowadays. Just sell a model of perfection <laughs> and say you're not it. So he'll yeah. pay pay this to become the perfection. 
Well, thank you for listening to our little chit-chat there, our <laughs> ramblings. <laughs> um, we thought we'd give you a more chilled chilled one this week and also for us to have a little bit of a rest because we we have been researching Oberos. Uh, Oberos, what? <laughs> it's like bed off again. <laughs> Oberos. Our butts off um, with the previous topics. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this this light chat. Um join us next week so yeah we thought that we would talk about the recent story that's been in the news i guess like mainstream news as well as well as just instagram news um about zoella because um she's i think she's an interesting person she's someone i definitely dismissed post the age of 16 but she's actually doing quite a lot now and she was in the in the news um recently for advertising uh, like rating like sex toys it sounds like a good one next week. Yeah. I think this so, one's going to be fun. And it's yeah. so so current as well because women are allowed to have fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, join us next week uh, as we talk about Zoella. And uh, give us a little rating, a little five-star rating if you want. So if you're feeling generous, uh, leave us a little comment and send us an email if you want. Our email will be in the description and that is all from us i believe yeah that's everything obviously we're rounding up the challenge next week it will have been 30 days so we'll be talking about how that's gone but you can kind of sense how that's gone um so there's probably (laughs) we'll round it up a little better yeah yeah we will we'll condense it all down oh and we'll set up the new challenge of course oh yes it's your challenge this time yeah, I'll figure out which challenge we're doing next. If you have any suggestions, please leave us uh, an email and we'll follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's it from us. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.